Hey, it's Amy. You can hang out with me on Twitter at the Amy MCR on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram at Amy MCR. Subscribe to the podcast and SoundCloud or on iTunes. Just search Amy MCR. Kobe's memorial was yesterday. Kobe and his daughter, uh, Gigi, at the Staples Center. And if you watched any of that, you see just how massive the crowd was. The entire arena was was full. The entire stadium was full. Um and in a in a selfish moment, you're like, wow, I'll never be that important. <laughs> but if you caught any of it, uh, Beyonce opened the show, um, a seven minute performance I was watching last night. And it's so moving. Um, and also you feel so absolutely just bad for Vanessa because not only did she lose um, her husband, her partner, uh, you know, her daughter, she lost them together. Like to have to pull yourself through that is um, definitely a testament to her strength and to speak in and honor those two in front of every single person that was there staring at you, uh, um, as well as all the cameras and everything in your face. I mean, here's a clip of her memorializing Gigi. Gianna Bryant is an amazingly sweet and gentle soul. She was always thoughtful. She always kissed me goodnight and kissed me good morning. She knew how much her morning and evening kisses meant to me, and she was so thoughtful to remember to kiss me every day. Gianna made us all proud, and she still does. Gianna never tried to conform. She was always herself. She was a nice person, a leader. We didn't get the chance to teach her how to drive a car. I won't be able to tell her how gorgeous she looks on her wedding day. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy. And you hear her like catch her, uh, like catch the cry in her throat a little bit, you know, a few times throughout that. But man, I just can't imagine having to do that. And of course, Michael Jordan comes out and um, he was up there speaking and crying as well. And he took a moment to really lighten the mood. I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next... I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. A lot of times I feel like that's needed because you're so deep in your sadness and it gets so heavy that to have that laughter, like it almost feels good to laugh because for a moment there you're like, okay, cool. I'm never going to laugh again. You know, they talk about, um, it was trending rather, I should say that Kobe brought, bought Vanessa the dress, the blue dress from the notebook um, the original blue dress from the notebook. And what I like best about that is that you only know that because she's honoring him and sharing stories about him. Other than that, you weren't aware because they weren't living life for social media. And I feel like so many people do things for social media that don't happen in real life or they contort their lives so that it appears a certain way on social media. And um, they say and do things that they would never do in real life or they uh, they don't take personal intimate moments and keep them for themselves. They have to display them and share them so that everybody else knows too. And for me, that kind of diminishes some of the intimacy in it because some things in life are just for you. Uh, so it's, I, while I, I understand how, like what a grand romantic gesture that is, I, what I like best about it 
is that you only know because she's honoring her husband at this time, not because uh, they were trying to flaunt um, how great things were uh, between them. So um, it'll be interesting because if you've lost somebody, you know, the first, you know, month when everybody else is equally as consumed with it as you are, it almost feels easier because everybody's sad and you don't feel alone, like you're swimming in it alone. Um, you don't feel like you're drowning in it alone. But in three months, four months, six months, a year, when everybody else has moved on from your tragedy, that then you're just left there and you're like, okay, now this is the rest of my life. It's really when everybody else leaves that you are just kind of left to go, oh, okay, this is just for me. I'm the one with the empty chairs at the dinner table. I'm the one who can't text or can't call. And uh, obviously people are feeling that pain on a different level than what Vanessa Bryant's feeling and not to discount anybody else's pain. But um, as everybody else moves on and goes home to their families, it's just a different, it'll be different for her in a few months. And I just hope that, and I'm sure, I'm sure that she has a great support system lined up and that everybody will be there for her, that she needs to be there for her. So um, just to take, and my friend in the group chat raised a good question. Do you think the concessions were open for that? Like they definitely weren't right. Nobody's like, you know what? I could really go for a soft pretzel and a beer before we sit down. Definitely. Staples Center did not have the concessions open. Do you think? This was an interesting thing I saw on LinkedIn. You know, a few colleges are offering different ways for students to pay for college. And uh, for someone who took student loans out, um, you know, I always advise go to, if you don't know what you want to do, go to community college first. If you don't know what you want to do and you don't have a full ride or any kind of scholarship to really cut down the cost of college, go to a community college, go to a tech college, learn your life lessons there on a much cheaper scale. Uh, and then you can transfer to a four-year college, which is what I did. I went to like three different colleges before I went to Temple University, which is where I graduated from. And nobody knows the difference. Temple, my degree from Temple doesn't go. It took her eight years uh, and she still does, has, doesn't have anything figured out. <laughs> it just says Temple University. And uh, of course, I forget which is which, but you have um, loans that start accruing interest the moment that you take them out. And then your other, usually your other half of your loans accrue interest um, from the moment that you graduate. So here is what some investors are offering or some schools, I should say. It's like uh, apparently Purdue in Indiana and some other schools like that have income share agreements where investors offer students funding in exchange for a portion of their future earnings over a specific period. So instead of paying your 100, 200 bucks a month for the next 30 or 40 years when you graduate, you would have your college covered and then you would agree with an investor like, I'll give you 30% of my income for five years, whatever, whatever the agreement is. Would you do that? You know, when I came out of um, college, my first few years in radio, I was making $29,000. Like, I don't know what else I, I couldn't have lost any more money than that. And then what's the difference between paying them back and paying a student loan? I guess maybe it would help an in interest. Um, and like you have, you know, terms that maybe are more agreeable because school is, it is a business and it's a large business where trillions of dollars in student, you know, uh, around, I don't know if it's just the U S or around the world, just trillions and trillions of dollars of student debt 
that's, you know, you're fed this dream your whole life. Uh, at least I was, um, you know, go to college. You don't want to work at McDonald's, go to college, you know, you'll make sure you have a good job. And then you get out of college and nobody's hiring or all of a sudden they're not paying shit. They're paying the same thing uh, that McDonald's is paying, but they're demanding a lot more of your time and attention. And then you're told when you're like, I don't want to do this. You're like, oh, you really feel entitled, huh? I'm like, yeah, well, this is what the dream you sold me on. And you don't realize when you're a kid that most adults don't know shit either. We're all just winging it, trying to figure out what works for us individually. And we don't know something's wrong until after the fact. Nobody, for the most part, people aren't intentionally like, hey, let me run my life into the ground. You know, you find out after the fact and then you have to adjust. You're like, all right, let's recalculate and recalibrate. Um, But it would be an interesting concept. And to see how that affects the student loan industry, uh, the banking industry, what that means for them. Um, You know, and there's certain things you can do to consolidate loans. And I haven't figured it out um, as far as that. I don't know what they what they offer for student loans, if it's different payback programs or what, all I know is that when you're like, you can claim like, uh, it's not hardship. I can't think of the word, but you're like, Hey, listen, things are tight. Can I, can I delay some of these payments? And they're like, yeah, sure. And it's like, you just know that you're like, I'm just never going to pay this off in the back of my, in the back of your head. You know, I'm just the rest of my life. I feel about, I was talking to my friend about all the hospital bills I was getting in from what happened in December. And it's like, I just pay 20 bucks a month for the rest of my life. And fuck it. Like this is this is what I've come to accept because there's like nothing you can do. But um, that's just an interesting thing I saw on LinkedIn that you could have somebody invest in your college um, and in your uh, in your career, essentially, to see how, you know, how they think you're going to do. Would you agree to that? Would that make you nervous? Because what if you get blown out of your position and then you're like, oh, OK, well, now that we came to terms on this agreement and now I'm back, you know, Working at McDonald's, things have changed for me. You know, and if you're looking for a job, some places to look at, Austin and Nashville were just revealed as the top two um, markets, best job markets in the U.S. Austin used to have this charm. I've never been there. Um, A podcaster that I like lives there and talks about Austin frequently. And I have heard that's becoming a little bit crowded now. You know, once something blows up like that, it kind of starts to grow itself until everything else can catch up as far as uh, local streets that stuff um so it's austin and nashville so maybe if you are looking at a job and uh trying to pay those that college debt off those might be two places you may be interested in it's amazing to me how many people don't want to move and i get that um you know i've had to move this is my fifth radio station eight years uh so in order to go after what i've wanted to try to build my career because there are certain things i want i've had to move and for people um, you know, I have friends who I went to community college uh, with that we worked at the radio station there together and they their plan was just to stay in that area. And you have to take that. Like, do you like the area enough? What do you want to focus on your personal life or your professional life? And for me, my professional life is what I have focused on, what I continue to focus on and what I'm currently focusing on as well. And I'm willing to move. I'll pretty much go anywhere. I have figured out after my first year in Pittsfield, uh, Massachusetts, that the New England area is not for me, that like I wouldn't do well in the northern part of the Midwest. I am just not a 
I am not a cold weather person. It's not for me. In fact, I could go further south. I could go further south a little bit and be okay. Think like Florida or Cali. <laughs> like every every winter that rolls around, I'm like, oh, 30 degrees. Yikes. Um, but, you know, you have to pick and you have to accept what you're choosing. If you're not changing it, you're choosing it. That is the saying for a reason. Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh. But it's fine, right? I mean, nothing bad's ever happened from just the tip. I can feel your temperature rising. Just the tip. Just the tip. Caffeine takes about 20 minutes to hit your body from the time you first ingest it. So if you're looking for a boost, drink coffee right before you nap. It won't hit your body until about 15 or 20 minutes in. It'll help wake you up naturally and you'll have more energy when you wake up because the ideal nap is anywhere from 11 to 20 minutes. Just the tip. Just the tip. All right. And as we wrap this up, I'm going to leave you with three shows you need to watch. The Outsider on HBO, Avenue 5 uh, also on HBO. And of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm. HBO's current season lineup right now is so good. And I don't care what Rotten Tomato says. Give Avenue 5 a try. It is so funny, but you have to pay attention to it. Not to follow the storyline, but I mean, put your phone down and actually watch the show. It's like 25 minutes. You can do this.